Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, do with me. Boy, it's your pal Jimmy J back again. Happy Friday, everybody. We had a tremendous week of shows. I'll give you a quick little rundown because if you're not a subscriber to the show, you really got to rethink that, people. It's great entertainment for all the products that we put out there for you. Uh, Monday, we had Duke's former boss in, and they go over some crazy stories from working at Pizza Hut together. Tuesday, we got a recap of the Hootenanny. Uh, Dukes had his fantasy football draft, and they interviewed Teron Davenport. Wednesday, week one of the NFL is coming, and the boys are super excited. Also, the return of my bookie for all your gambling needs, and they also talked to the director of Tapawingo. We finally gets a little update on that from Dylan Narang. We had a bonus show. Chad Dukes Wrestling Show came back, and then Thursday... There's a weight loss challenge for me. And the end result is either myself or Ant-Man will have a brand new tattoo. We find out Monk and I are oddly similar, and we also have our weekly installment of the BMI. I pulled out a couple of things that I think you guys will enjoy. A lot of fun stories from those Pizza Hut days. And the recap of that fantasy football draft that finally I was a part of. But what I'm going to start you off with is Duke's got to sit down with comedian Dan Soder for a quick little interview. You might know Dan from the movie Trainwreck or the show Billions. He's currently here in D.C. at the D.C. Improv. All that info can be found at www.dansoder.com. And trust me, I know what you people want. Less of me, more of the show. Let's get to it. It's the Chad Duke Show. Thank you so much for checking us out. Joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline as we speak all the way from New York City, Mr. Dan Soder is with us on the program. What's up, Dan? How are you? How are you guys? Man, great to talk to you. Um, I, You know Mr. Eric Nagel, right? E-Rock? Yes, I do. So about eight or nine years ago, he got you to cut a liner as Macho Man for I remember that. You do remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Dude, so this is how famous you've gotten. At first, what I would get is, oh, my God, how'd you get Macho Man to do that? And I said, (laughs) said, well, Macho's been passed away for a while. And then... Over the past few years, it's how did you get Dan Soder to do that? So, oh hell yeah, Mazel tov for your uh... yeah. Well, that's that's cool, man. <laughs> I don't, you know they tell me to drink in compliments, but I probably won't, and I'll end up hating myself. But for the for a couple of seconds, that feels good. Um, well, first of all, man, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, Bonfire is huge, and I feel like you guys are carrying on a legacy that I'm really passionate about i remember listening to you and big j on with ron and fez and on with opie and anthony and now you're kind of in that slot and i know you have a great appreciation for that radio so i i guess the the, the first part i'd like to ask you about is 
you know, how much did that style of radio as a stand-up comedian kind of influence who you are and you doing that show now on a daily basis? Oh, man, I'll tell you right now, like, that that show influenced me not only from a radio standpoint, but for a, from a stand-up standpoint. Like, I... Uh, ONA is the reason I learned about Patrice and, and Burr and even Louie. I knew about Louie before his, like, you know, he blew up with the specials and stuff because of ONA. Right. Appel, you know, they would have all the New York guys on. And I was always growing up in Colorado, you know, you'd think I'd want to go to L.A., but I was gravitated to, like, the New York style of stand-up. I love Tough Crowd. Colin Quinn's one of my favorite comedians. And so I got, like, this, like, for the first time when I got – internet like actual internet when i was in college i was able to like kazaa and morpheus and download <laughs> all of the o and a shows you know i got to like listen to full like jay moore doing uh colin quinn and reservoir dogs it's like <laughs> one of my favorite clips of all time yeah. and so it was like really a thing of tough crowd and o and a kind of made me want to be a new york comic i'd say those two things and the the seinfeld documentary comedian sure really like made me want to be a new york guy can, can I ask you, you mentioned Colin, he was, he came on the show a couple of weeks ago and he's, I don't know, he's tremendous. Um, yeah, he's there, one of the greatest comedians of all time. You guys are so evil to each other. Let me ask you this. Where does it start where like just shitting on the people that you enjoy the most mercilessly as you do? Like, do you remember the first place you were as a comic where like, oh, everyone's just going to be viciously mean to me, but that doesn't mean that they don't like me. And that means I've got to be viciously mean back. Like, I remember hearing Norton and Colin and, and, and Bobby Kelly and all these guys back, you know, in the early 2000s doing that. I'm like, what the, where, where did this start? And it's, you know, you're continuing the legacy. Congratulations. Like, where does that begin when you're in that industry? I honestly think we failed them. I honestly think that I honestly think that we've we we have there's been two generations of comics that should have been we should have been so mean to the to the last two generations sure. of comics. Like we we should have uh, there's so many people I love but then like now it's a different world. Now everyone has anxiety. Right. You know, everyone's like you can't do that cuz then I don't want to go to the club and perform. It was like, yeah, that's what made you better. Because you knew that your friends are going to make fun of you if you bomb. You know, I've listened to countless Bill Burr interviews where he talks about the most nervous he's ever been was knowing Patrice was standing in the back of the yeah. room. And I always loved that. I remember one time I was doing this, like, kind of fancy show in the Lower East Side. And it was all these rich people. And I was doing, like, anti-rich jokes. Just bombing. <laughs> and the only person I heard laughing was Michael Che. Oh, <laughs> and Michael wow. Che was like, and I got off stage. He was like, that was beautiful watching yeah. you eat shit like that yeah. and i was like oh man and i think there's like <laughs> you know i would say bobby continued it on bobby passed the torch down to like lewis joe list and i when we were on you know what dude sure. and then you know as far as jay and i you know jay was always a super big ron and fez fan right and i loved them and we kind of always liked how they were like nicer o and a you know, when you got, you know, Jay's got skanks, which obviously I go on all the time. Sure. And I think that's more like the ONA. And then I think Bonfire's a little bit more Ron and Feds. That's a really good comparison. I never thought of it that way, but I think it's also accurate. You, you brought up Ron. I, I, look, man, you, you, you run in a circle with a lot of smart, funny people. Have you met anyone smarter and funnier than Ron Bennington? Because just not you know, naturally. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone, you know, I think. My generation, my three funniest friends that I say, like, have the naturally funniest amount of them. It's Big J, Shane Gillis, and Joe List. Sure. Like, those are those are the three where I'm like, 
they're otherworldly funny. They just make me laugh on a different level. But like as far as Ron Bennington goes, I've never met anyone smoother, smarter, and funnier. He's just like he, he just like sits there chewing on a cigar and then he'll just lay you out. I, I, there's so much, there's so much nervous energy too with people that are trying to be funny um, at times, and he never has any of that. And it's just no. and he can move within generations. Like I'm get I'm in my 40s now, and I just feel like an old guy sometimes. Like well, I don't understand why this fucking and that's never happened with him. Where he kind of just gets funny no matter who's sitting in the room yeah. with him. He's just cool as hell, dude. He's yeah. just cool as hell. Yeah, yeah he just, you know what I mean? Just nails it. I um, love Ron. Uh, Dan Soder, of course, will be at the D.C. Improv uh, all weekend long, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, 7.30, and then 7.30, 9.45, and then 7 p.m. and 9.30, two shows on the weekends. What is it like? You're in New York, but New York is a comedy town. D.C. is kind of a transient town, and everybody comes here not for showbiz. They come here to work for the government. So they're kind of bougie, and they don't laugh at the same stuff. Like, as a market, yeah. as a market, like, what type of speed bump is uh, Washington, D.C. for you? I mean, that club is historic. You yeah, know what I mean? Great club. Like, that club is, is a historic club that I think every comic that works wants to work. But that audience is like, <laughs> you're right. They got such... I, they got such I'm greedy, but I'm acting like a public servant energy where <laughs> they're like, no, I just really want to help get clean drinking water to parts of Wisconsin. <laughs> also, I just signed a contract with a security firm that nukes people in Oman, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, you guys are. It's, what's funny is it's, it's like it's almost like the East Coast L.A. Like everyone would yeah. think New York is the East Coast L.A., but D.C. is more like. Look at me. I'm trying to help. It's like, no, you're not, dude. You're here for yourself. We all are. Just admit it. Dude, it's so, it's especially working in radio, it's so difficult because to try to appeal to the people that live in Manassas, Virginia, is very different than trying to appeal to people that live in Georgetown. So to do, oh, yeah. to do comedy, I would have to imagine that is the same. But aren't you kind of oh. – isn't your life like that now because you've got your, your show and your stand-up and then you're on Billions – where I, I have to assume so many normies must – I mean, everybody watches that show. So when those fans come out to see you, how different is that than the people that listen to your they, show when they come out to see you? They stink. <laughs> they stink. If, if no one from Billions ever came out to another show again, I'd be <laughs> fine. Those fucking dorks, dude. <laughs> It's like I like bonfire fans and stand up fans. They get it. Sure. You show up and I like that because then I could try these new jokes and try to do better jokes and try to get better at stand up billions. They have like a why is the waiter talking like that? <laughs> like that they have that kind of energy Sure. where they're like, oh, I, is he going to talk about Paul Giamatti? And you're like, no, not at all. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, of course, uh, Dan Soder will be at the DZ Improv. I completely get that. Um, the, the the part you mentioned where people are offended and they're upset, and when your job is to make jokes, like a lot of people are just kind of firing off tweets about this shit, but it's like, it's how you make your living. Does it change anything about the material you'll touch? I mean, is there stuff that's off limits? Like, how do you... The fact that people don't understand humor anymore and they think that if you're saying a joke, it's the same thing yeah. as if you're driving by like a middle school screaming it at a bunch of kids. Um, well, I tell you right now, yeah. If you get if you give those people attention, they get louder. Right. If you just, I don't care. You don't like it? Don't come see me the next time. There. Uh, let me tell you, 
PC people suck. You know who's worse than PC people? Who? PC, people that are trying to prove they're not PC. Uh-huh. It's like you try hard queef. Stop. <laughs> Everyone, you're blowing it for us. Right. Because you're going like, I say the, I say the N word. And you're like, yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> like, right. we're not, we're not saying that's cool. Like, I'm trying to make a joke about mass shootings. Like, if someone's upset about that, we could probably have a dialogue about it. Yeah. Instead of being like, whatever I say goes. Those, those whole, like, I'm telling you right now, everyone's phony. Every single person in this business is a grifter. Comedians are carnies. So whenever I see someone <laughs> get on a soapbox and be like, I'm doing this, you're not doing this for no one but yourself. We're the same as the people that live in D.C. So hopefully these shows will be good. Because it's just, you know what I mean? It's like I, I want to write the funniest jokes I can. Sure. I don't care if uh, – I don't care if you're offended. I care if you don't think it's funny. Because if I do my job right, I can make the most offensive thing funny. Right. I mean, dude, I did, a, I did a joke on my HBO special about my dad dying of cirrhosis. <laughs> I had to go out every night and make fun of my dad being a dead alcoholic because of Jimmy Buffett. And it's like, <laughs> what, are you going to get mad at that? Because that destroyed me when I was a kid. So what are you mad about? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't give a shit. I truly, dude... I'm telling you right now, the sweetest part of the pandemic was me not giving a silver shit about anybody, about, I don't care about like, like billions rules, dude. It is such a fun job. Sure. The cast is awesome. It's, it's like a great environment. Brian and David who write it and, and created it fucking rule, but I'm not, I'm not itching to get on another show. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to learn how to act on this show. But that doesn't mean I'm going to keep acting. So there's this thing of like, well, watch out. You you might get canceled. For what? What are you going to cancel me for? I'm still going to be doing comedy. Right. You know what I mean? I'll still be doing stand-up no matter what. I, know I, think, you- kinda, I think Louis kind of proved that where everyone's like, he's canceled. He's like, he's doing fine. He's doing theaters. He's all right. You know, he lost a lot of shit, but he's still doing stand-up. Yeah, I like that, too, because it's kind of like you bootstrap yourself in your industry. But it also goes, I mean, I think it makes, it's pretty evident, don't you think, like the people that are doing stand-up to get to something else. I mean, yes. it seems There's like a that's... a lot ex- of phonies. Right, but that's, isn't it kind of exposed almost immediately when you see no. somebody do it? No? no. Oh, it's not? No, dude, I'm telling you right now, the amount of... I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, but comedy inherited... In 2022, right. the people that are doing comedy like a lot of the phonies that are doing comedy were the people in 2012 that were trying to be DJs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, all those, you know, all those people that are like, Oh, I'm spinning tonight at, 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 you know, broccoli. Sure. Come see me. Come watch me. Come watch me spin. Now they're the same people. They're like, I'm doing stand up, You guys, I have crazy stories about my life. It's like, shut up. You didn't do mics. You don't care about it. You're just doing like, there's a lot of, uh, social media celebrities and a lot of like um reality tv people that are basically just using stand-up right now as an atm and they're just like going on the road they're selling out shows because they're famous right and then they do shit comedy and make a lot of money and then they'll go away because they're tourists did uh did any of them used to be mma fighters or create family guy no. Oh, dog <laughs> wait seth mcfarlane's doing stand-up yeah he's got a i mean he had a comedy special didn't he no. <laughs> I know Dr. Ken did, but not right. Seth MacFarlane. It's a weird thing. No, it was a, oh shit, I got that wrong. Is it Judd did Judd Apatow did a comedy special? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. shit made me yeah. My well, bad, bro. you know. 
Seth MacFarlane is doing big band concerts on fucking PBS. Uh, That's yeah. what he's doing. Good. Good. Yeah, good. Let him, him do that. Don't you stand up. Um, what was it like seeing Billy Burr at a sellout Fenway Park? That was unbelievable. Oh, man. That's so cool, dude. Gilbert rules and just the fact that he like he's the first person to sell out Fenway. It was awesome, dude. It's so awesome. It is cool. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, DC Improv. You can go to com, or, of course, at Dan Soder on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and dude, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Really appreciate your comedy and kind of how you seem to still be enjoying it, where a lot of people get this far into the industry and they seem to get better and disgruntled. So I'm glad you're continuing being you, and uh, we're happy to have you down here. I mean, you know what I mean? I should be fucking uh, shoveling shit for a living. So the fact that I get to do stand-up is pretty awesome. All it takes is you doing a real job for a couple days to realize how lucky you are doing yeah. stuff, talking then into a microphone. Yeah. Very good shit. Exactly. Uh, DanSoda.com, yeah. DC Improv all weekend. Dan, thank you so I know you're busy tonight, brother. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on, guys. You guys have a good one. That's our guy Dan Soder on the Chad Duke Show. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. There was so much fun to be had at that place. I, I'll start with this. I'd like to apologize formally to the Pizza Hut Corporation. <laughs> oh, no. um, I single-handedly, not just... Our unit was a rag and tag bunch. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure everyone knows that it wasn't just me. This is... Every Pizza Hut is like this. I, <laughs> Everyone at our Pizza yeah. Hut is like this. Well, Mike, it has to be all of them because that's why they keep going out of business, <laughs> I would assume. Fair enough. Um, but I was definitely the biggest peanut in the turd if it came to <laughs> who was fucking everything up. Um, where, where should we start? Maybe just the destruction. Um, yeah, it's a great place to start. <laughs> there was a... I don't even... I To this day, I can't tell you why. There was a back door where sometimes the drivers, because the drivers weren't supposed to park around front, I believe, because mm-hmm. it was for customers, so they had to park around back. But it was cramped back there, and there was dumpsters, so there was a light out this back door, so when the drivers went out, they could get into their cars. I would go out there. I would go up, and I would get two cans of Pepsi <laughs> out of the freezer, out of the fridge, and we'd walk to the back and just throw cans of Pepsi up at this light, <laughs> trying to break the bulb out. <laughs> Which we did fifty times. Oh. I, I don't know who kept replacing yeah, the fucking saying, light bulb. Um, but we would we would break that fucking light out. Well, you had to throw the cans at the light because you didn't have any trash cans in the in the place, right? Didn't well, you? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> we were supposed to wash the trash cans because they got real dirty. Because mm-hmm. you put you know like food stuffs in them. I don't I don't know why I did this. We took the trash cans out behind the, the Pizza Hut. And threw them up on the roof. <laughs> that I remember. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever throw a trash can on the roof? I remember going to get them. Oh, uh, oh, no. It wasn't just the cans of soda, though, that were at risk, right? I mean, wouldn't no, they two liters? I, we didn't sell. <laughs> I, I, they should have stopped stocking soda in the fucking store. <laughs> well, it looked like we were selling it. You, it, was, it, it we got a Pepsi order every week. We didn't sell one can or one bottle. And, <laughs> It was crazy because I remember, like, there was when I was trying to watch what I eat, I would drink 13 Diet Pepsis while I was there. And when I wasn't, I would drink 13 regular Pepsis. Um, That's amazing. And then they started catching on to us. So, like, the, the Pepsi cooler was up at the very front. Like, Mike or all the managers would be up by the cashier. And so 
every once in a while, if they're with a goddamn customer, you could scurry up and sneak like a bottle or a can out. But what I figured out is, oh, the warm ones are in the back. I would take a 12 pack when I got there, put it in the in the freezer in the back where all the food was. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then drink all 12. I just drink all 12 <laughs> in my four hour shift, which was amazing. How did you ever like what happened when the, the manager manager would come to you and say, why? Why are there 700 missing sodas? I would just look at her and be like, it's inventory time. <laughs> I don't know. There was no there was no uh, not even a camera up front, right? No, no. This is way before cameras. There was nothing. Yeah, but I mean, some like a pawn shop would have a camera out front, and it was even if it was the '80s, you know. This is Pizza Hut, and they are going out of business. It was they, we made sure of it. <laughs> they would get um, I, I, this is weird too. They would get all these promotional stuffs in. Like we, did, I remember the big Casper. Cat, like, there was a Casper movie that came out, yeah. and and Pizza Hut did a giveaway where if you like ordered a, you all right, Joe? <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How did he get a pot and a wooden spoon back there? <laughs> this is fourth salad. Is there anything you need? How many salads are you going to eat tonight? He's drunk off the salads. I think he has eight huge teas, too. What's well, that? Sorry, Arizona iced teas. Oh. Not three huge teas. Huge teas. <laughs> Not those teas. I can, sorry. I can point you in the direction of a couple of huge teas. Um, the, they had these. Um, you can look them up. They weren't even action. Do you remember the things? They glowed in the dark. They didn't do anything. Just a little blobs but it was they were like blobs they're plastic blobs yeah. but there was casper and then there was like three villain ghosts and you i don't even know you'd order like a stuffed crust pizza and you could buy one for four dollars or something like yeah. that <laughs> well you could in theory i stole them all <laughs> i took boxes of them out the back i i couldn't even tell you why i think i knew maybe one day ebay was going to be a thing i'm like i have to own all these, <laughs> these yeah. i had a room filled with those at home <laughs> Um, and I don't even know why I wanted them. That's just because they were new. The worst was when the um, the NCAA tournament would start. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that was the best. You get the dunk ball. I'm just saying Everybody as far as those. stealing. Oh, okay. How many basketballs did you have? I, uh, <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> did anyone ever get a basketball? Dude, the one year they didn't do many basketballs, they did full-size basketballs. So it was fucking amazing. And I had 12 of them rolling around in the trunk of my car. <laughs> They were blue. I got to find one of those one day. I remember so having good. those. They were great. Was that every year? That was every year for Pizza Hut, right? Oh, yeah. Those, food, like, those stores had awesome giveaways back then. Even like McDonald's and stuff. I remember like the Garfield Cups. They used to get like really good giveaways. They were fantastic. Did they do any of that shit anymore? It's like all no. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, right? I think like, it's all plastic all fucking stuff. Fucking Pokemon yeah. shit. toys is what they have. Fuck that. <laughs> um, the one problem that I had, Mike, is that I would uh, every single day. I, it, it, when um, we, had, we had a manager that was cool with you eating there that was cool with like if you want a pizza or whatever you can have it and then we got a manager that was fucking not cool with that so then i would have to make sure i fucked up a pizza and then whenever you fuck the pizza up you just put it on top of the oven i don't even know how that works or what that was for um but then i would i would put it up there and then i would keep working 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 and i would wait for him to be like tied up with a goddamn customer and i'd grab it and i would run in the back into the uh into the walk-in freezer and eat, and eat this fucking medium pepperoni pizza as fast as i possibly could but did you burn out on because I, I burnt out on the pizza fairly quickly oh yeah no i i think working there burned me out of actually pizza pizza at all it's, sure i really hate it but uh we would get creative and do like you know they're the meat lovers yeah but we would stack it like a foot high. Four yes. inches of meat. <laughs> you would just eat one right? slice if you got lucky. She's like, I'm dying. I'm literally dying right I now. Remember, I remember, I didn't know, I, I don't, for whatever reason, I never ate the breadsticks. Then I burnt on the fucking pizza. And then I just, I went, I tried a breadstick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
This is the. It was, it was different, so I was yeah. so excited. I was eating twelve breadsticks every shift that I had. I would say the breadsticks are the best part. And then I, I swore off the, the breadsticks because I burnt out on that. And I switched to the wings, oh, yeah. um, and the wings were god fucking awful. Yeah. And people oh. ordered them all the time, like every night. They were expensive. And they were bad. They were like soggy and like yeah. yeah. Now we could get them when they came right out of the fucking oven. So at least they were kind of crispy and they were okay. What was the what were the dessert options like back then? Like I know they didn't. That's a good question. Was, I don't think we did it. Did you? That was that's. Okay. I mean, not new as in you know this year, but, but this that's, is 1996. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know because now the dessert pizzas and well now everybody does sandwiches and shit and all that. I do remember. I got there the tail end of the Bigfoot pizza. Do you remember the Bigfoot oh, pizza? Man, I do remember that. And it was it was that one. I don't people. The Domino's had the um, the was Dominator the, and the Big New Yorker. Who had that? Was that? <sighs> Domino's? I don't know. Was that Domino? I think that was Domino's. Domino's. But the Bigfoot was almost like a Lido's pizza. It was, it was yeah. It was two Lido. It was like basically two Lido pizzas smashed into one. Yeah. It was a big long rectangle. <clears throat> That's right. Um, which I don't. It was like twelve bucks too. I don't know why everyone Is didn't order it. The one they advertise is three feet of pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I it was such. That. It was such a pain. Yeah. Dude, I remember we'd be sitting there on the make table because eventually I became a chef. And uh, <laughs> nice. spoiler alert: um, <laughs> your fantasy booking Dukes' Pizza Hut career, and he wrote down chef on the make table. You fucking made it. Nice. Um, one of the broads up front that was answering the phones, like, big fire, fuck! <laughs> you had to go all the way to the back and get the gigantic fucking honking thing. And it's the middle of dinner rush. Yeah. It takes twice as long to make. It. Then the oven's already stacked all the way up. Like, yeah. you're sitting there waiting to put shit in, and that fucking Bigfoot takes up an acre of space in the oven. And there's no hot bag? Like, now they deliver pizzas? No. And it's hot. I mean, yeah. so you're delivering this thing, and people are getting it pretty right. <laughs> Do you remember the double-decker pizza? Oh, Sadly, man. I do. God damn. I dude. do remember that. Yeah. I'm going to take you down memory. Thin crust, right? cheese, yeah. a thin crust, now, and it became a soggy on. mess. Now, hold on. You're not even giving it its proper due. There was two different kinds. There was the kind that had the cheese in the middle, and there was the kind that had cheese and pepperoni in the middle. And eventually, there was a, th- a stuffed crust pizza where you had to put pepperonis underneath yep. the fucking cheese as well. Those were fucking terrible, too, because those could blow out everywhere. They were just, they were just the cheese would blow out the side. There was no there was no double-decker pizza because the cheese melted and fell out the side. Yeah. As soon as you cut that thing, it's just... And the best thing is, sometimes, like, the driver would come back with it. And I'd be oh, like, oh, that's no. really a shame. And then I would just slaughter the motherfucker. It still tastes good. Eat the whole goddamn thing. I'm uh, glad you got to uh, eventually be a chef, because I, I don't think you were ever going to be, like, a uh, registrar, right? Or a no. cash register. I think I used the register. I think when Hibbler was there, I... Maybe one once or twice I was able to go up there and use the register. Well, th- maybe I'm wrong. I thought one at some point might have taken a flight somewhere. What do you off mean? of an overpass. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were part of that. Were you part of that? The uh the Pepsi Rockets? No, we did okay, we did that too. <laughs> we take the two those were the two liter bottles. Yep. And we go out in the front and the again the giant overpass how how far up forty feet? Had to be. I mean no, was, nobody got Nobody got over it, though. You shake it up, yeah. uh, the two liter, and then you flip it. So it flips up in the air, and then it hits the ground, and then the cap bursts off, and it's like, you know, do the physics. <laughs> Carbonation puts the soda out the asshole, and it goes shooting straight up in the air. They had that bottle flipping challenge for, like, the last two years. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. I watched people do that, I just was waiting for them to explode. Yeah, like, you don't even know that. You don't <laughs> even know how you're doing that. You do it with water, you pussy. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> doing it wrong. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, I remember the, the fucking bottle would hit, but it would shoot. <laughs> to the left or right, so into people's cars. Oh, <laughs> there was one time I did one and it blew up and just soda sprayed all over this dude's car that worked there, and he 
I mean, I, he didn't see me do it, but like, who else would have done that? <laughs> so that's definitely peeling the paint off. Yeah. Why is my car so sticky? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to fire you, Dukes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. The register thing was. We took the. There was a, the. Remember the, the the computers where you type up the orders, and there was like maybe twelve that didn't work, um, and they were just laying around. So one day we took one of them, maybe a couple of them, and. Uh, Walked all the way around. So the entrance to the Pizza Hut was you would pull off. The overpass would slope down, and then you could go left into the larger development, or you could go right into our little strip mall. So it was no one was ever back there. So we walked all the way around the front, up the sidewalk, over to the side of the overpass. So we're looking over down onto the roof. That's why I saw how many trash cans oh. were on the fucking <laughs> roof and how many pieces of hand-tossed dough. Um, and we just started throwing the monitors off the fucking <laughs> It's like Die Hard. <laughs> and again, I don't know why, because like everyone parked back there. We were going to have to sweep up the glass anyway. But I mean, It's so dangerous. <laughs> and there's train tracks 10 feet from where we're doing this, like an active fucking train tracks. Somehow now the, the dough wars we had seem so why was nonchalant. That, that hurt, though. Like I it remember did. it hurt like shit. Well, because everyone, after you make the, the thin crust dough, right. you get all that extra. Right, and sometimes it was like a rock. Yeah. And I don't know, man. People just get, you know, it's 7 p.m. It's the middle of the rush, and all of a sudden people break it into a dope fight. And that was, like, what do you mean people? That was your move. Like he, <laughs> I don't remember a lot of dope fights starting that you didn't start. But I remember sometimes it would backfire because Mike would be up there trying to, like, run the fucking restaurant during, and then... And there'd be customers yeah. in the front, and dough would be flung out of the back of the fucking store. Oh, my God. And it'd go, like, rolling out into the customer. What is that? Don't worry about it, sir. I'm sorry. But you would take the, the big the big roll of dough, and then you would put it through the flattener, and then you would cut around it to get this thin truss, thin crust, and then you had, like, this ribbon of dough. Yep. Which you were supposed to then recycle and, like, oh, make man. other thin crust pizza. But why would you do that if you could pull it up and then <laughs> yeah, somebody in the nuts wing it in right. a friend, right? Oh. So wait, did you? I might have missed it if you'd said it. Did you have any seating, like indoor seating, in, or was mm -hmm. it just one of those? Mm -hmm. Okay, so no, nothing approaching that. Can we get uh, Mike's opinion on? Uh, we have a friend that used to order a pizza from pizza Domino's Hut. in Arlington. Oh, from Domino's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. And then you know they'd have like the two chairs for waiting while your pizza was being cooked. He would then get his pizza, sit down there, and put his Pepsi on the floor, and then eat the pizza. Yeah, eat the yeah, whole pizza right there in the carry out joint. Why would he do that? Because <laughs> he's, he's well, you can figure it out. <laughs> um, the weird thing about it though is he was ahead of the curve now because there's a lot of. <laughs> Dominoes like now put tables and shit out front because I guess more people than him were just doing it. Really, it's really weird. weird. I mean, I would order a pizza, take for carry out, do a little shame eating when I got home, and slam home like yeah, large yeah, pizza yeah, yeah, yeah. before dinner. Yeah, but yeah. I would course. never sit there and yeah. eat that in your car. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to get the two medium pizzas. You eat one while you're in the car. Yeah, what... it's like <laughs> it's... brought dinner. Yeah, um, you're only having one piece tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm, fine. I'm, 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 I'm full. Don't even worry about it. I, I ate my own pizza before I got. Here. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make sure you throw away the receipt like the though, yeah, before you yeah. before you get in there. Um, the so the the manager got um, our manager got left. It was a franchise, right? It got bought. Mm -hmm. Didn't they, they get bought? And this guy he wanted to bring in like he wanted to bring in everybody that he knew to come work in this shop. Well, the shop was a fucking pirate ship, you know. So people started dropping off. Like first of all, it just wasn't as much fun to work there, but. You know, they'd say you're not allowed to have a meal. You're not allowed to take Pepsis anymore. Just shit that, you know, I think at least I felt entitled to. <laughs> um, and this guy was a dick. So I don't know why I thought this would work. Um, but I started taking uh, a cutting knife. And um, <laughs> right 
right before the dinner rush, we had these big boxes. And inside the boxes, there was like this large translucent bladder of uh, marinara sauce, right? That's how we would have the sauce for the pizzas. And I would go right down the line. They would be stacked up on the shelf in the back. And I would stab each and every one of them. I do remember walking in one night. It's a Friday night. And there's... Chad, about 15 feet away, practicing, you know, axe throwing, <laughs> knife throwing. He's looking at me with this big smile going, look how fucking good I am yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. He's just, yeah. and I'm like, I, I had to turn around. I don't know how we're going to get through the night. Uh, get a bucket and start collecting that sauce and just pouring <laughs> out. out the side, I look like the shining yeah. fucking on the side of the shelf. I was like, that, the look in your eye, I was like, if I tell him to stop, he's going to turn on me. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know how. And then that uh, wasn't even like, it wasn't. People could see what I was doing. I don't know how I that... I think it was hidden behind the, the, the walk-in, uh, right? No, bit. it was on that shelf. I'm telling you, you don't have the layout right. The walk-in <laughs> was to the right, and there was a shelf that had all the sauce mm-hmm. right there, and that was obfuscating where that little fucking uh, computer was. But you're standing in the alley to get from the front of the store to the back, so I'm just sitting there throwing knives and stabbing. <laughs> but I think he wouldn't come in uh, till a little bit later anyway, so right. I would be getting all that done beforehand. <laughs> Dude, just give it all the sauces on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one day he confronted me about it, and Mike was sitting in the back. They were having like a manager's meeting, and Mike was sitting in the back, and he goes, something, says something, and he says something kind of shitty. And I remember saying to him, I go, go fuck yourself. Like I said it just like that. Uh. And... Um, he goes, you're fired. Get out right now. Get out of here. You can't say that to me. And I go, say what? And he goes, you told me to fuck myself. I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love this story. And so the dude looks at Mike and goes, Mike, did he say it? And Mike goes, oh, that's, that's exactly how I talk. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> the SS pirate ship pizza hut. I, uh, Our matey. Yeah. I, ca- I, I think I kept, I think I stick around for a couple more weeks after oh, that. Yeah. And that was about it. But you got out of there before I did. Yeah. That was an uncomfortable scene. I mean, I knew I had to go because this was like, you remember the blizzard of 96? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Three feet of snow around here, you know? And at the time we were living up in Fairfax and I opened up the window, my awesome Chevy celebrity Eurosport. I have a story about that car. Fully. Fully covered in snow. I'm like, hey, you know, can't can't come in. It's like, well, why not? I'm like, why don't you open up your window? <laughs> open up the fucking door. And he kind of just opens up his window and goes, why not? I'm like, I'm not coming in, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. The next day, I'm shoveling it out and I get in there and it was a nightmare driving yeah. around and well, Holy I mean, mackerel. if you can stay just for pizzas, if you can stay open in one of those, man, you can make a shitload of money. So the Chinese food joints, they never get stopped with that's those true. That goddamn shit. They're going to find a way. Yeah. Um, the, the the car that Hibbler is talking about is the most important car in my life because um, <laughs> it was gray and it was very square um, and it had a sunroof that leaked. I do remember that. And uh, my mom would not let me go get my driver's license. Mm. I was 17 at this point. I didn't have a driver's yeah. license. And I went up to Hibbler and I was like, look, man, um, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't drive anywhere because there was something weird about having a driver's license back then where it helped you. Ri- I think there was some law where, like, if, if somebody had a driver's license, you had to, to be a passenger. There was some yeah, weird. You had re- to have, like, a sibling yeah. or somebody or over 21. It was a weird. I needed it for some reason. Although they weren't going to buy me a car, but I, I needed my driver's license. 18, yeah. And Mike said, don't worry about it. Um, what what what, time, what day do you want to go? Because he was out of, out of high school, and I said, let's go Tuesday. And he said, where do you want to meet? I said, let's meet at the flagpole in front of Lake Raddock Secondary School. <laughs> and he goes, cool. 
pulled around. Uh, of course, some cut four p- periods worth of classes. Um, <laughs> jump in, and he's like, "All right, look, the blinker doesn't work." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? He goes, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> passenger he, seat was being held up by a Boy Scout belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, passenger nice. window didn't go down. He's like, if he, roll, he tries to roll down the window, just tell him it's broken because yeah. it doesn't go down. He's like, he's not going to be able to buckle his seatbelt. I'm like, Mike, they're not going to let me take the fucking class in his car. So don't worry about it. But it was the it's, Eurosport. It's it's purred like a kitten. <laughs> I almost bought it from you, I think. I think I, I would have sold it to you. I love that car. I think I was trying to save up. And I think you wanted $500. And at the time, I was like, well, there's no fucking way. I can get $500. <laughs> like five paychecks. Um, but uh, he goes, look, just make some clicking noises. <laughs> when you when you use the blinker, just start clicking your, your face and it'll work. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it, dude. They don't care. Oh so I was like, okay. Um, so uh, this big fat, I think it was Jamaican guy, gets in the fucking car with me. And he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, good, man. He's like, go down and make a right. He goes, oh, he goes, you got a fat neck. And I said, yeah. I said, what? He goes, you're going to put two Puka Shell necklaces together, get around your fat neck. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we um, we go down, and he goes, make a right. So I make a right. Right blinker works. The left blinker is the one that don't work. We get up to the, the car. go in a circle. Yeah, we get up to the fucking, make a right. I'm like, I'm going to fucking, we're going to get away with this. And then we get up to the next light. He goes, make a left. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I go, <laughs> I make that noise. No. He doesn't even look up from his fucking clipboard. He doesn't even look up. No. That's so great. <laughs> make a left. Make another left. I take him to 7-Eleven. He goes in and he comes out with a big gulp. Oh, wow. We get back in. He goes, make a left, man. And I go, <laughs> nothing. Doesn't even fucking flinch. We get back to the DMV and he goes, you pass. And he hands me the fucking sheet. He's like, go up to the cash register. And that was fucking it. Greatest that's car it was wow. ever. It's the greatest, most important car of my life. The fact that I got my license. Anyway, that's a, that's a quick sidebar. Uh, Mike and I did this program called Body for Life. Do <laughs> um, you know what that is? No. Is it, is is it, it Bill Phillips? Bill Phillips. Thank uh, God. I can't believe you remember his name. I'm sorry that I do. I guess I'm drinking. <laughs> it worked, didn't it, though? It was amazing. It was, it's the, this was before everyone had like a diet plan. It, there was a book called Body for Life. And I remember you and I were very susceptible to, nobody was positive ever in any, in any walk of life. It was a very positive book. Yep. We both read it. My brother read it. It's the only book I've ever read. It might be, <laughs> I read the instruction manual, I think, to like Perfect Dark. And then I read the Body for Life. That's it. Those are the two things. Um, but the whole plan was, it was, it was, you eat every, three hours okay. and you eat um the the portion of carbs portion of uh protein oh, yeah yeah okay um and then on sunday you had the day off oh yeah so you could eat whatever you wanted um and then you worked out the workouts real pussy workouts too weren't they it was it like was three days of lifting three days of running yeah so. but it was like 20 minutes of cardio uh, on off okay. days and it was like 50 minutes of weight lift i mean you're supposed to do that interval right raise your speed sure and- if if you wanted to, or just kind of walk. It was uh, but. it was it's a good. It's more than I think most people do. Mm-hmm. But Bill Phillips is this yoked, fucking crazy looking dude. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna look like this guy as soon as I'm done with body for life, and then <laughs> oh, I yeah. just, of course, look like me. <laughs> but uh, that's him. Yeah, that's the book right there. I wonder. Currently for sale at Target. Like, can you buy that still? Yeah, sixteen eighty nine at Target. <laughs> Hibbler and I, we watched the video. You were watching the video. 
remember doing the video. We had all the printouts, right? Oh, you made booklets. This yeah, is this is back. He had a real oh, he had a real job. Time. So <laughs> Hibbler had a real job. We never had better looking fantasy football draft books in oh, your fucking life. <laughs> he would come in and he had all this stuff bounded and laminated oh, and all nice. Excel sheets. Like and there you go. I'm like, where'd you get this? He goes, this is what I did all day at work. Yeah, you know what? Mike, you know what happens with the league nowadays is Amman says he'll print out the uh, sheets and then he forgets. Yeah, yeah. Then oh, he forgets yeah. completely. Yeah. Sounds a lot. And then we don't have enough pens. <laughs> Um, or any pens. <laughs> so we're doing body for life, but uh, it looks like Mike's been able to kind of live himself a healthy life. That, that's never in the cards for me. <laughs> so Sunday would roll around, and you've been eating just you know Metrex bars. What, uh, uh, they had their own like bars of Myoplex. They, they were bad. Myoplex. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, never the shake, but I would always eat the bar. Myoplex like bar. Deluxe. Oh yeah, it was a big peanut butter one. Yep, I do remember that. They had Myoplex Light that was uh, trash. No, dude, it was raspberry. Like oh, I love that, oh. but I eat two of them. Wait, okay. um, <laughs> is this your GNC days? Or Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, okay. You no, had to get a GNC. No, no, but I worked at GNC. Oh. And then I got fired because I was stealing everything. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a common theme. Um, Hibbler and I, and my brother, Casey Dukes, uh, I've never been in better shape. We would run, Remember we'd run? We'd, oh, yeah. We'd run 10 miles. Somewhere there's a picture of you, me, and Casey at the Outer Banks together. And, oh, I mean, we're playing like horse, and we're all shit. Yeah. skinny as shit. Like, wow. the there's hell? a picture of you, me, and my and Casey on the deck in my dad's house, and I don't even recognize myself. Like, I, it's just we're in really great shape. And at yeah. the time, I I've never felt fatter in my life than when we were doing that. I remember taking my shirt off, grabbing my tits, and be like, "You fucking fat!" No, it was Mister Fat. You make the I, belly talk. I was about. To- Hi, oh. Mr. Fat. That's, oh, that's, that's, no, God. I still bring it out. Casey's gonna freak when he hears <laughs> oh, that. Oh my God, Hibbler. <laughs> Hibbler would eat fucking... another bite, shove it right up my ass. Yeah, baby. That, okay, I'm gonna freak out. That's transporting you back. Twenty years, twenty five years ago. Um, you're the one that also introduced me to two of the most important things in my life. You introduced me to the junkies, then you introduced me to fantasy football. Um, and I remember being in your fantasy football league, and that's where I learned to play. And being as into that as I was into anything in my life. And like, I remember thinking about what jersey I wanted to buy to wear mm. to the fantasy football draft. Such a big deal. Yeah, it was a great time, and uh, Fred was in it, your buddy mm-hmm. Fred, and I, eventually, I don't remember how that all went. The, the league that I am in now, Cutthroat Island, mm-hmm. is that league. Is it really? It's just, yeah, you ev- took it over. Yeah, eventually, like, Mike, some of Mike's friends got married, and eventually they're like, I was adding people that I knew, and they didn't know anybody, so they're like, we're going to you know, kind of go do our own thing now. So I was like... Okay, but this the leak that that's so yeah, it's fucking. I mean, however many years that is, it's forever. But yeah, I mean, I still remember because I just moved down to Spotsy, right? And we were still doing like live drafts, and this is before the internet really was big. So we would everybody would just come down. I still do that, man. It's still the most fun day of the year. It's the best. Like forget doing online drafts. Get everybody together in person. That's the only way to do it. I was again. I was about sixteen, and I remember I would go over. Were you living with Fred? Who are you living with? It was three guys in an apartment. So it was me, Matt, and Fred. Okay. Yeah. And I would go over, and they were all 21, mm-hmm. um, and they had a big TV, and they had, like, a living room. Wow. And we would talk. <laughs> it's a 36-inch tube TV. It was huge. <laughs> That's enormous. <laughs> the biggest yeah, TV really I've big. ever seen. It, it was 1,000 pounds. We had, we had oh, a 12-inch TV that me and my brother watched fucking cartoons on on top of a pie safe in my house. And I went over. <laughs> and I remember you had the um, you had the bottles up, the, the absolute bottles with the, uh, the highlighters. <laughs> in oh, yeah. And I was like. This is the coolest place I've ever fucking been. And they had ice house. I remember I opened up the fridge and there was like a million ice houses. And I was like, 
I'll, I'll never be this rich. Okay. <laughs> it's either uh, Ice House or Red Dog. Red really Dog, which is tons yeah. of Red Dog. Yeah. Well, do you remember you used to go to that shoppers and you get you get th- like three ninety nine, you get a twelve pack of Southpaw or Red oh, Dog? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's so cheap. Well, so I would sit there and we'd be in the apartment and all of the it was Mike's friends and I think um was Ross ever? I don't somebody I knew. One of my friends was in it too. It was like I don't remember who it was. I don't think I came over alone. But I just remember having so much fucking fun. And then you guys eventually moved to a townhouse, which is, I swear to God, I drive by it. It's its five feet from where well, I, I live now. I think we were in the townhouse first for some reason. No, dude. I'm telling you because the t- maybe yeah, you were. I think we were. We were the townhouse first during uh, the, the pizza days. You had a house warming at that townhouse, and you had a cake. Oh, yeah. And I didn't, oh. know, how, I didn't know how beer worked. <laughs> Such a big deal. <laughs> so I went over there, and I was like, so what's the deal? <laughs> And Mike's like, we just do this. He starts pumping the keg, and he goes, "Here's here, here's how the head works." And I was, like, I was like, "Okay." Well, what happens when I drink it? All right. So I, <laughs> I had, I was so excited because it was cold, and you're just pouring it out. Yeah. I had eight beers in three minutes. Yes. <laughs> and I remember being like, "I'm, this is, you know, I have superpowers. Like this is, I can see through the fucking wall." And I remember starting to feel sick. And I'm like, "Well, I can't puke." It was, a, I think, it was a new townhouse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, pretty, I it, it felt really nice to me. Yeah, I mean, it felt. It's, it's I mean, so we much, had like six guys living there, so yeah. it was only nice for like the first day. Okay, well, that makes <laughs> sense. You know, six guys. Do you know the <laughs> shitty Safeway over by where I live, yeah, yeah. the worst Safeway in the world. Yeah. It's behind that. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay. So I remember I walked out of Mike's front step, and he had some bushes, and I was like, "Whoa, I got to puke," but. I didn't even think I knew I had to puke. I, I don't even think I was. I had drank enough to know that by that point. So I crawled into the bush because I was nervous someone was going to see me. And I laid on my side and puked for 20 minutes. Just puking and puking and puking and puking. And I remember trying to go back in and like hang out again. And like, no, you got to fucking go. What the fuck is wrong with you? But that's how early it was in my life. I remember I had the first beer I ever had was, was from Ross. And then he gave me, um, he was the other manager. He had a Miller Light Ice. Bottle oh, wow. Oh, wow. that was rolled around in his trunk, and he's like, hey, "He goes, I said, can I have that beer?" He's like, "You want that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've never had a beer." And he's like, "Yeah, take it." And I remember taking it home, not knowing it needed to be cold, and then just oh, going up into my bedroom and drinking it. And I remember liking it. I remember thinking, "This is good. I like yeah. this." And then the first draft beer I ever had was with Hibbler, and then the first beer I ever had at a bar was with you, because we'd go to that Glory Days, and you mm-hmm. guys would already be there. That's why I always I owe you guys a huge debt. They would have me sit in between all of the 22, 23-year-old guys, and they would just have these giant... It was growlers, right? Yep. Big growlers of Miller Lite, and they just had an extra glass, and they would just put one in front of me and just start pouring. Nobody ever carded. Nobody ever did shit. Blackout fucking drunk, puking all over the bathroom fucking glory days. I remember getting double underhooked out of that bathroom and thrown out into the fucking parking lot one time because they're like, Yo, how old are you? Fucking 15 years old? Fucking 17, you fucking pig. Jesus. I talked to Jim Rafferty. I was doing an appearance there one time for the fan, and uh, I talked to him. I said, hey, man, do you have any idea how many times you fucking throw me out of this place? And he's like, when? I was like, when I'm 16? He's like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> 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 Big Shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. All right, Tor, hit that football music. We need to get into this draft. This was um, this was an un 
an unprecedented set of circumstances. I know nobody cares about your fantasy football team, but you're subscribing to the show. I assume you care about mine. Um, the amount of people that were mad at me for not posting my team after the draft was done tour, I was surprised with. But there ain't no win in that. There's no winning posting your team. You're just Would you take him? What did you do? The 20-team league? You fucking... That sucks. I see a bad year for him. Hey, thanks for putting those vibes on my team, brother. Bro, I did a gaming stream where I asked people who to take it three overall. They listed every player on the board. I'm like, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> Let me get a consensus, please. Please. Who, who would you take if it was number three no, overall? I'd trade down. So, um, draft was at my house. We had to move the time of the draft twice to accommodate uh, Joe Tannehill, um, which is fine, but I hope he knows that I wouldn't fucking do that for anyone else. I just want I just want him to understand that. I did that for you, Joe. I would not do that for anyone else. Um, especially after you agreed to be... Never mind. It was, it's fine, but we had to move the draft later in the day than I would have liked. Um, ended up working out okay. Everybody showed up. We'll start with this. Gigantor shows up at my house. This is only the second time it's ever happened. Holding the thinnest folding chair I have ever seen in my life. If a pro wrestler dragged this thing out to a ring, you'd say, well, I wouldn't even get hurt to get hit by that. This guy's faking it. It's obviously paper bouquet. <laughs> he drags his chair in, and I'm like, Tor, what the f who's going to sit in that? He's like, I ain't no problem. I, you know, I got this all day. And then to your credit, you unfolded the chair and sat on it. Yes. Um, now it was, of course, facing up, and you sat on one of the legs, which I thought was very talented. But um, <laughs> by the end of the night, I had gotten. Uh, we'd finished up, and uh, we were getting ready to go do all all suggest Saturday night with Mr. Kenny Kid. But I, was, I had gone back in the pool because it was a hot day. It was me and Ant Man. I think a couple people down by the pool. Jimmy was in the pool. Jimmy Jester was in the pool. By the way, Jimmy Jester stayed in the pool for four straight hours when nobody else was, and it was dark out. You know, good. he showed up in his trunks. Uh, you know, it's always if you got a pool, at least someone's using it. God bless him. I think I'm worried that it's the only time he's ever been in a pool. Uh, I'm really worried about that because he really was enjoying himself, uh, and I'm happy he was. Somebody alleged that because his bathroom's so bad at home, that might be the only time he bathes all week. I, I hope foul. that wasn't the case. Yeah, but. I, w I enjoyed watching Jimmy having fun. Tor, it, this was after sitting on it for an entire draft, comes up with the chair, and I've got some pictures that I'm going to post on the Instagram. He has demolished the chair. The chair is falling apart. The bottom is completely hemorrhaging. You actually started pulling the cushion away from the little molding that yeah. surrounds it where the seat is. How did that even happen, Tor? Okay, so the chair situation was a disaster. Um... <laughs> For a lot of reasons here, I I brought it because she would ask me to uh, ask everyone, I to, bring asked a everyone chair. to bring a chair. So I said, okay, I know I have a chair. It's not very good, but I know it holds me. Uh, Which is always up for grabs. It's, it is always up for grabs. Um, I didn't take into account that this chair had been moved to the patio where it's been for the last three months. Sure, getting rained on and obviously worsening in condition. Bring it up. I say, okay. I see everyone else's chairs. Don't look like mine. They're camping chairs. Adam. Or I, I've got a I've got a nice outdoor set that you can sit at and on my deck, but it, I don't have 12 chairs for the fucking thing. Right. I see Adam McNair. He's got a chair that's about two feet off the ground, but it's holding. True. That was a little weird. Jimmy's got a chair that's 20 years old. Holding them. They're all appropriate size, though. Jimmy's um, chair, I cannot believe, holds him. He has got... It has to be from their debut year, the fucking Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. You know, it's got that old Maryland flag shield on it with the wings. 
I, I would have thought he was going to be the one that ended up on his ass that, that night. I, um, about, I'd say around the, the fourth round, I start feeling a numbness in my left leg. Oh, no. And I realize, oh, I'm not sitting on the chair anymore. I'm sitting on, on the metal uh, uh, structure of sure. the chair. So there's no cushion that I'm sitting on. I inspect the chair is concave. It, it, it's about four or five inches down. Because the particle board underneath the very thin, compressed cushion had, uh, had tapped out. It's destroyed. It, yeah. it, it's, it, it left the left earth. It's, it's floating around in the ethereal plane. Went up to Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to I'm gonna ride you out. I'm not going to open up another chair. I'm not going to ask anybody else to move. I'm going to gut it out. That's why I was uh, standing for portions of the draft. Surely. To, to wake my left leg up uh, again. <laughs> After the draft, I, I say, okay, let me pack up my chair. Uh, thank you for hosting. Oh, sure. It was, it was awesome. a great time. The fried bologna from Neil was delicious. Delicious. It was a, it was a good spread. Talk about uh, that. It was, it, was a, it was a fun day. And then as I'm... Walking over to the pool to, you know, see everybody off. I'm holding the chair. And then it strikes me that for Christmas, two years ago, I was gifted a big man's chair. Right here, I believe, in this very studio, are you not? It was, uh, I think it was a Christmas gift from my mom. I gave oh. Anthony a rocking chair in the studio. Okay, all right. Um, and it was, a, it's about, Which, I don't by know. the way, I haven't seen since you gave it to him. So I don't know what happened with that. The chairs that I have is about five feet wide, which is perfect. <laughs> and then... Uh, Combinate them hips. Yeah, and it. Uh, I keep it in my car. The very car that you drove over to my the home? The very car, and then I, it dawns on me that I sat on a uh, elementary school chair for hour. Had hour, to be constructed in the late 70s. Hour and a half um, without realizing that my industrial strength. Wide man chair. Wide man camping chair <laughs> that is comfortable as all hell. Sure. That even has a tray to, to, that I could have put my. The whole tray? And I, I just had to tell Shude, hey, Shude, I'm, uh, I'm it's one of my lowest lows. This is a, sure. This you don't is have to bleep that out <laughs> if you say it, young man. <laughs> I'm not offended by that word. <laughs> I am a, uh, I'm a big jackass here looking at the, looking at the state of my chair and the back of my thighs. It was, it was, it was a bad, bad day. The chair that you did bring had the diam the, the width of a postage stamp. And the fact <laughs> that you had a chair designed to ensconce your thickness sitting in the goddamn car. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is some boobery even for you, my friend. I, it just blanked on me. I just could not even, and it was just, it was stupid. It was, it was a bad decision, but um, I think overall, I was happy with my team, happy with how the day went. For those of you that thought the tour maybe wouldn't draft Matt Ryan, you were incorrect. For those of you that thought maybe tour wouldn't draft Drake London, you are incorrect. And for those of you that thought maybe tour wouldn't draft, uh, Byung Hyun Kim, or however you say his oh, name. Yeah, Young Way. Fucking he, you are incorrect. Um, there was so much Homer bullshit that happened in this draft that I am embarrassed. Not only for you, Tor, but for me and for everybody involved. I'll start here. Wingsman OBX don't know shit about football. Not a fucking thing. It's so embarrassing to me that he has won this league. And it just goes to show that maybe fantasy football is a crock of shit. Um... He's so stupid, and he doesn't know <laughs> players. He doesn't know what teams they play for. Tor, he didn't know, by the way. I figured this out on Sunday night, that an AFC team has to play an NFC team in the Super Bowl. Didn't know it. Oh, that's not good. Um, that's a little depressing. Actually. I said it's a Super Bowl. I said it's a potential Super Bowl game. First of all, he didn't know that the, the Bills were playing the Rams in the season opener. And I said, hey, it's the best team in the AFC versus the best team in the NFC, a potential Super Bowl preview. And he said... The Buccaneers and the 49ers. 
Well, Anthony, they would have to play in the NFC Championship yeah. game. That's why it's called the AFC and the NFC Championship He's game. He's a goose. He is a silly goose. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. I've got a – I hate my team. I drafted like a moron. I got so zeroed in on trying to make value-wide receiver picks, I whiffed on <laughs> dozens of players. I whiffed on guys that I wanted, guys that I starred. I starred two players going into this fucking draft. Uh, what is his name? Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Wide receiver for your Indianapolis Colts and Travis Etienne, the second, from your Jacksonville Jaguars. And once I drafted those two guys, it was Janie bar the door, Chad Duke shitting down his fucking leg, pissing up a rope, just whiff after whiff after whiff. Uh, and then watching morons that don't know anything about football pick players. And I'm like, that actually is a nice value pick right there. Right. Getting starters in the 14th round. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. It got away from me. Well, um, you stayed away from the Homer picks for the most part, right? Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know what happened. I I said to myself in the mirror, I was looking in the mirror, taking my multivitamin in the morning, and I said, you are not going to draft Traylon Burks. You're not going to fucking let someone else do it. He's not going to play. He's already been hurt twice. He's got asthma. Somehow, not only did I draft Robert Woods, not only did I draft Traylon Burks, I drafted the Titans defense, which wasn't even in the top 10 defenses fantasy. It wasn't even on the list. I had to go off the list to draft them. I, I don't know what happened. I had some sort of panic attack where I'm like, I'm going to be rooting for these guys anyway. I, I might as well have some of their players on my team. Here's the thing, shoot. After, oh. after about, I'd say, round eight, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. really matter. Doesn't matter. So then I just started... I saw like uh, uh, Walgreens was still taking it pretty seriously. Other uh, Keith- not Hot Man Ted who drafted Antonio Gibson after shitting on Antonio Gibson for the past two years. I uh, I decided it, it it became a very fun draft room at points because you wanted to see who's going to make the homer call. Ball breaking. Just it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I started making homer calls and I loved it. I, I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I put him on yeah, the team. Everybody got a big pop too whenever <laughs> someone would draft. My brother loves drafting suspended players and yep. or injured players. That was always fun. Um, it was a fun draft. I, I don't know. I really feel bad for people that sit there on a computer and, yeah. like, draft with people across the country or even worse yet with strangers. That's the only way to do it. I don't know that I play fantasy football if I didn't know it would be the boys all sitting around a table drinking beers, bullshitting. Because the ball breaking is as good as anything it's that's going to happen the whole season long. It's the best. We used to my, – my friend group league, we used to do that. Uh, that hurts, by the way. At my parents' basements. Don't think I didn't pick up on that. No, no, no. Okay, my, my childhood my, my no childhood friend group. I know that I've been compartmentalized, no, no. as the rooster would say. <laughs> <laughs> all these nimrods. You know me. <laughs> For the – oh. I'd say the grimy shtick at the draft was about, oh. it, that was a lot of fun. Anytime anyone drafted an Eagles player. <laughs> and by the way, me and Tor, I don't think any of those guys listened to the show. No. You notice that none of them had any idea what we were talking about? Why are you naming those players? I don't know, man. Because it was it was tough. But we, There's no grimy. You are well represented. <laughs> by the way, grimy came out on Sunday. Tor, I got such a great grimy. St- we're not going to have enough time today. I looked out in the <laughs> parking lot, and I saw a trashy-looking fucking dude. He was wearing a sleeveless sweatshirt with a hood that had an Eagles logo on it. I just saw his back, right? And I go, if that's not grimy, there's something wrong with this fucking world that we live in. 
And like he walked away and I didn't see him for a couple minutes. And then he came in with his chick and it was DJ Grimey. And you know, it's Fuego Dog. I love Grimey so much. That, I, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he had like eagle slides on. I'm like, oh, we get it. <laughs> I get it. We know, for God's sake. Be from DJ Grimey and you know it's Fuego Dog. Grimey. I was going to see it. Grimey fucking rules. Grimey, Grimey slaps, as they say. But uh, in person, I think I'm going to have to try to coordinate it. For next year in, in the other league, just, you got to just man. because it, it, I, I remember I, when I was when we were drafting, I'm like, damn, we we were all still on our computers and, and stuff, but we were all in the same room, right? So it, it was just different. And then I see people doing them over Zooms and stuff like I'm like, ah, it's not the same. I, I gotta also say, toward the fantasy football itself ain't that much fun, um, no. unless you're just killing it. And I haven't done that in a couple years. The draft is the best part. It's 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 so much, and it's very rare to get all the boys together because everybody's got a life. Right. You know, so like but for whatever reason, dudes will make time for a fantasy football draft. So I want to start with that. It was great to see those guys, and I love everybody that was there. It was, it was a really good time. I they, Those motherfuckers, and it's not just them. It's the world, Chico, and everything in it. Frustrate the shit out of me. I sent a text out to him. By the way, would it kill you to once respond to a group text? To once put a little thumbs up emoji saying, all right, I've seen this. I'll do it. I, you, I, I don't think you've ever done it since I've known you. I can get a, I can start chopping it up a little more. Just a, you don't even have to do all the shit talking. Like Ant Man immediately responds to everything. Yeah. I know that, but just hey, I see this message because sometimes it's just information that you need. Right. I'd appreciate that. I can do that. Thank you. We got a weird text today. I didn't know how to respond to that. What was that from? Uh, from Monk. What did it say? It was the looking for an Uber. I, I just Monk got a DWI. He won't tell us. Um, can we go there first. I don't. I I I think he got to start at the beginning though. Back on Saturday. So, well, it dovetails into that because Monk Ubered, Monk Ubered to Chantilly and then Ubered to my house and then Ubered back to his house because of a feeling in his trick knee told him that he's never done that ever since I've known him. And then I further now corroborated the fact that he Ubered everywhere again on Sunday. Yeah. And that he is going to Uber to lunch because he's coming out to uh, today. We're going out to for a pizza place. I'm like, Monk, the only reason why people Uber around everywhere is because they lost their license because they got a DWI. Right. Like, we all know it. We're all adults. We've all met people or have gone through the process of having to do that. He won't cop to it at all. And I guess his argument is just, I all of a sudden have decided to be a responsible person. I guess he said it's Labor Day weekend. I'm gonna, I got a feel, I got a gut feel. Uh, the gut was, the gut feel wasn't to, to bring stuff to shoot crib either. He brought nothing. <laughs> he showed up with. I, okay, let's let's get to that. <laughs> let's get to that. So, I'm hosting. Um, I had every intention on ordering food. Yeah. On ordering whatever people wanted. If they wanted burgers, if they wanted fried chicken, if they wanted. Well, not fried chicken because then all the bones, but, you know, whatever people wanted. Uh, pizza, whatever it was. So I put on the mass text out to Cutthroat Island 2022. I said, hey, don't worry about bringing any food. Just bring a chair and bring either beer or ice. That's it. Because I got coolers. I got decks. I got pools. I got it all. Coolers. Excuse me. Ice. A chair if you need it. And beer. That's it. Nobody responds. I got Dick Smokehand showing up with fucking 13 trays of cookies. He's made fudge. He's made all this shit. 
Neil sends a picture of, I guess he made bologna burnt ends. Yeah. Which I have to say were delicious. Stellar. But he sent it just to me and Anthony. He didn't send it to the rest of the chat, letting them know that he was bringing that food with him. Um, here is the problem when people bring homemade food to your house. They are emotionally tied to it. Yes. And if people don't eat it, they get upset. Now, nobody cares about this on Earth except me. I'm the only one that appears to know this and see it. One of the reasons why I don't like people bringing over food to my house is because it's one of the reasons why I don't like it when people bring up too much food up here. Nobody eats it. Nobody will take. Here's another thing. No one will take leftovers anymore. The only person I know that will take leftovers is Loud Goat. Jim Jester's now too good to take leftovers. Um, none of the guys that bring food up here will take anything with them. None of the guys that bring food to my house will take anything with them. Right. So then it becomes whose problem? Uh, it would be Shude's problem. Shude's problem. So what happens is my brother would bring over 35 fucking pounds of Popeyes. People would eat one or two wraps or one or two wings or whatever. And then I, then he would get drunk and drive home and leave. And then I would just have boxes and boxes of old Popeyes that I then had to throw away in my trash. Then I got the big horse flies. I got the, the, the trash doesn't go out to the fucking Friday buzzing around. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, you don't have the, the Gigantor and Pops horsefly removal factory either. I don't. I'd like to hire you guys out. Were you, were you bashing each other in the head? <laughs> yeah. Just punching each other in the face, killing horseflies <laughs> in the pool? I remember. So Neil comes over. He's like, I need to use your oven. Dick comes over. Everyone's in the kitchen. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. We do a bit in my draft where every five rounds, we take a food break. Great bit. Go get a plate. First time I'd seen that. Needs to be it, it, it's great it's bit, fantastic. right? It's crowdsourced. I knew you'd like that. It's uh, vetted. It's always been a hit. Uh, get a beer. Talk about what you've done already. Get yourself a little plate of food. Also, kind of elongates the draft process, so it goes from like an hour, an hour and a half, to two hours. Right. Because it's fun. It's more fun. Yes. Um, first five rounds go by. And of course, no one hears any of this because I'm the only one that has any empathy for anybody. Nobody goes in to get food. Right? I've laid everything out. I've put out the paper plates, put out the paper towels, I put out the hot sauce. I hear Neil under his breath go, Go in and get some food. Why is anybody getting any of my bologna? Go in and, like, he, and he's not saying it so anybody that can hear it. Uh. He's saying it to me. I see Dick smoke and I say, Hey, man, hey, man, why won't you have any of the cookies? I made cookies. I thought you'd like cookies. And I'm like, Oh, God. And like I have what is called empathy, which nobody else has. So now I'm stressed the fuck out. I'm like, oh, God, what if these guys already ate? What if they don't want this fucking shit? Because it's kind of weird, right? Like, buffalo, bologna burnt ends, they ended up being delicious. And I trust Neil and everything Neil makes. But it's kind of weird. Nobody's ever had that before. I hadn't. I never heard of it before. Maybe he made it up that day. I have no clue. Dick, Dick Smokehand making 13 mountains of cookies is kind of weird. But ultimately, they were very good, too. Delicious. But, like... There's this weird energy because no one's going to eat the food that these guys are getting butt hurt. And this is the specific reason why I said don't bring any food. Because if I order paisanos, I don't give a fuck if anybody eats the paisanos. I will put the pizza in the fridge at the end of the day or I will happily get rid of it. No one's got an attachment to it. Nobody understands that. And then I told Monk to bring a chair. He doesn't bring a chair. So then Neil's got to go. Luckily, Neil has an extra chair. He's got to go find a chair for Monk. It's like, it's not, I, I didn't ask these guys to come over and help me move or hang sheetrock. It's like, 
here is what we need. Yeah. And by the way, I would rather people do what Monk did, which is just come over and be a selfish asshole. He didn't bring the check <laughs> for the sponsorship, showed up hungover. Like, but at least then you're not leaving shit and wasting money and bringing shit over that nobody needs. Sure. Like, Onhill is the worst at that. Like, I'd like to kill Onhill. If I could kill him with my bare hands, I would. Because, oh, look, dude, I brought kumquats. And then, like, he leaves the kumquats, and then there's flies the next day. He brings shit. He's cutting fucking papaya out on the goddamn fucking deck, and it's bleeding all over the place. The fucking flies are everywhere. Oh, dude, isn't this funny? I, I like papaya. No, it isn't, fuckface. Bring... Miller Lite. There's another bit. People bring glass bottles. Here I am. Ted fucking walking out into the pool with a glass bottle of bourbon. Ted, fucking take that up on the deck. I have a pool. I watched Joe drop a bottle of proper 12 on the edge of my pool. It is a glass bottle. Meanwhile, Ted, don't get me fucking started. Ten years ago, Ted lived in a condo in Arlington next to a Harris Teeter or Whole Foods or some shit sure. that had a tight parking lot. He didn't like parking there, so now in his fucking one-track cul-de-sac fucking mind, he doesn't go to grocery stores anymore. So he will only go to liquor stores or 7-Eleven. When the liquor store he goes to is in the same parking lot as the fucking Harris Teeter next to my house. So Ted is constantly bringing over whiskey. And you say, Dukes, isn't that a good problem to have? I'm the only one that drinks the whiskey! Get 35 bottles of whiskey at my fucking house. Oh, that sounds like a good problem. Give it to the landscapers. I'm giving it to the guy that cleans the fucking pool. Because he won't go into a fucking... Because he's so goddamn autistic. He's locked into his fucking brain that I don't go to grocery stores, so I don't go to grocery stores. So then he's thinking, as a Ted, if you could have bought a case, a $25 case of beer, said you'd buy a $100 bottle of bourbon. And you say, Dukes, isn't that nice? Him? Yes. What I'm saying is it's fucking wasteful. This doesn't have to happen if people were just normal. I said nice text. I don't sound like this on text. I'm nice. I'm nice. Nice guy Dukesy. That's what they call me. <laughs> bring ice. Bring beer. Nobody can handle it. We don't have enough ice. People aren't bringing chairs. They won't eat the weird food. And I'm stressing out. Nobody else cares. And then my brother drops the bombshell that he always does. My brother, who... Unless it's looking at him in the mirror in the morning, he has no idea what's going on. Uh huh. Comes over. Ant Man's the only sweet tooth around, right? He's the one that's going to eat all the sugar. Yeah. So Dick Smokehand has made Ant Man fudge. He's made him fudgy the whales. He's made him all this other shit. But we all know Ant Man, don't we? He fucking eats Big Macs on his way over to fucking seafood restaurant dinners. He's a. He's a fucking boob, and he likes processed food and starch and wheat and chemicals. My brother pulls out two bags, jumbo bags of M&Ms, and drops them in front of Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Who then just sits there just eating M&Ms the whole night, and then everyone else starts snacking on the M&Ms, and I'm like, now nobody's going to eat the fucking food inside that actually people worked hard on. I wanted to kill him. And then I said to him, I said, Casey, what the fuck would you bring M&M's? You know this fucking moron is just going to sit here eating these all day. And he goes, oh, you just give me shit no matter what I bring. No, motherfucker. I give you shit when you can't read a room. Read the fucking room. There's a room you could read. Buy yourself another motorcycle. That's a room you could read, a motorcycle showroom. Shit tour. Stop bringing that shit to my house. 
Can you imagine the fucking balls? I don't care what the host says. Can you imagine you invite me over to your house and you say we're having a macaroni party? We're having a macaroni party, dude. Just bring macaroni. And I walk over there with three bars of deodorant. Here, use these. We could well, use them, but at the same time, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's not with this. It's not even that. They're fucking <laughs> chicken bones. <laughs> People always fucking like bringing the chicken bones over. They're like, oh, I got a dog. I got a dog. They're throwing the chicken bones in the fire. I don't know what to do. And then I tell my wife, she's like, will you chill the fuck out? Will you chill out? I'm like, this is so easy to fix. Just read the text. You saw what you saw what tour brought. Beers. Yeah, you brought enough beers for you to drink in one half hour. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you caught that. I did catch that. And I, look, I appreciate that. You drank all the beers you brought. You thought, said nothing. You left early. That's what you do. Thought about taking them home with me. I didn't. I wanted to. You could have taken them home with yeah. you. That would have been fine. Yeah. I know you like beers. Would have been inappropriate. Did I, I didn't need any more. Oh, boy. How many beers did you have during the draft? I think I had 100 beers. I had seven dra <laughs> seven beers during the draft. Seven draft beers. Get it? Yeah. I, I think I did have probably a, a, a pound of, and I don't know how, I, of the of the baloney. I, I just couldn't. Sure. I, it was like a, a, a wolf. I just got it. I could see, okay, well, I'm just going to keep on eating this. Dennis Leary does this bit where he calls the toys that make the noise. And he's like, there's the people in your life that buy your kids the toys that make the noise. And they're the ah. worst people on earth because they're just <laughs> fucking with you. And that's what I feel like. I'm like, if I wouldn't have said anything, if I just would have said, hey, bring whatever you want. It's cool. I'll handle it. Sure. I just, it also feels, I wish I could get past the fact because I love all these guys. These are my guys. It feels a little disrespectful. Like, if someone sends me a text message and says I'm having this get-together, I will respond, hey, I can't go to that, or hey, I can't go to that, or I'm having this get-together, will you bring this? I bring that. I bring what they ask me for to bring. Yes. I don't decide I know better or not pay attention or just fucking ignore... It drove me insane. It, 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 I got an argument Sunday night with my chick, and she's like, you got to calm down. This is stupid. It doesn't matter. And I'm like... The only reason it does matter is because all it would take for it to stop would be the communication. That is it. Communication has been provided. Respond to it accordingly, and then everything's fine. It's to, it's to follow directions and not think that you might know better. I mean, not even, even directions, Tor. Like, I'm not trying to boss anybody around. I'm no better, but I, I just... We're all coming over. Like, I, I don't want... If someone says, hey, my kids have a fucking nut allergy, I'm not going to bring a big sack of peanuts over and all these morons would. fun day though it was a great day yeah i want to make sure that i reinforce <laughs> that it was uh it was a tremendously uh entertaining day friendos if you're in the area make sure you visit commonwealth dry goods in scenic old town fairfax they have the very best in local candles peanuts gifts chocolates olive oil hot sauce along with ice cold cheer wine and both types of music on vinyl you can check them out on instagram and facebook at commonwealth dry goods or order online today at commonwealthdrygoods.com all right guys so just a quick little recap there were so many other stories that were thrown around with Chad's former boss sitting in studio here with us. I, I obviously couldn't include them all. Time restraints. You have to subscribe to the show. You seriously have to subscribe. The draft was a shit ton of fun for my first experience. The getting together part and having all the papers and not being online or on your phones, that was oddly a blast. The breaks throughout were just an act of genius with all the, the food there and the beers. and the, It was just a good time. And yes, I did draft two kickers, two defenses. So what of it? I got a process. Don't judge me.
If you want to keep up with the show, just check out all the social medias. Facebook, search Chad Duke Show. Twitter, it's at Chad Dukes. Instagram, at Chad Duke Show. And as always, you can go to ChadDukeShow.com because that is where you can get your subscription. If you want to support Dukes in any other way, Commonwealth Dry Goods. Go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com or you can find them on Twitter, at CWDryGoods. Get your candles, get your shirts. They may or may not still have a few copies of the dual Rodcast CD, Return of the Horde, the V-Horde edition. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I greatly appreciate you. You'll soon be hearing from us all on the Chad Duke Show. And if the good Lord is willing, and if the creeks don't rise, roll out the eater, boy! <laughs>